Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Everybody, Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor. We'll see if we can track down Kevin Saul. Uh, no big deal if not. We're trying to move some of our weekly segments around this week. As uh, a reminder, you'll have us today until 10 o'clock, right up until the KU game, and then we won't have you again until Monday, taking some time off for the holiday uh, to enjoy it with the family. Uh, I'm excited to do that, Tommy. So uh, it, it is a crazy time of the year, and the college basketball tournaments are a big reason for that. Yesterday, I was really excited about this matchup with San Francisco because San Francisco was a team last year that showed us they're pretty good. Um, I, I think that their their unbeaten start was for real, and this is probably a pretty good team, borderline bubble team. So, you know, my thought going in was this is going to be a great test for the Shockers to see a team that could very well be playing in the NCAA tournament. And if that's the case... If San Francisco ends up being that kind of a team, I think that that was a decent effort for the Shockers. I'll tell you what I liked about it um, is that in that second half, when they very easily could have rolled over and got beat by 15 points, they came back and had a great opportunity to win that game. Um, I, I, I thought that they handled themselves well. I thought that they handled some adversity well. Um, Jaquan Walton had the unfortunate, you know, play at the end there where he slipped, but he had a fantastic game, eight of eleven from the field for twenty-one points. So it was it was disappointing to see it end that way for him. I know that that was probably very frustrating that uh, that slip late in the game, but you know, in a game where it looked like it could have gotten away from him, in a game where they did, you know, didn't defend the three particularly well, um, you know, up to their standard that we had seen. But they got it under control. They adjusted well, and they had an opportunity to win. I don't. I still don't know, Tommy. Like if we should expect this team to win that game, I'm not sure on that yet. But I do know that the effort was there, and you know I appreciated their their um, resolve to come back and and get that game as close as they did down the stretch. There, that was a good little run they had at the end of the game. Disappointing that they lost. I don't know how disappointing – we'll know if it was a disappointing loss in general later when we get a better grasp of the Shockers. But I still think we're seeing them improve and get better and do things that, you know, we're, we're distancing ourselves, I guess, from, from the Alcorn State game. Yeah, I, I don't want to sugarcoat uh, a lot of it. I mean, I feel like the, the comeback was great. They shot the ball really poorly um, mm-hmm. up until that rally uh, to come back. Um, which was great. Don't get me wrong. The the like you mentioned, the word resolve, uh, the fight that they showed, that was great. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, this becomes a consistent ongoing question about how Wichita State shoots the basketball. They shot 35% from the field. Um, and I think that they that that number, that percentage improved with that rally with just a few minutes left. Uh, but before that, it was abysmal. And so I think that that, that clearly uh, is the Achilles heel of this team. But the way that Jaquan Walton uh, performed down the stretch, I know he had that unfortunate slip. Uh, but that was great that the, the resolve that he had was good. And of course, you know, Craig Porter took the game over at times too, especially during that rally. He had a couple of those free throw opportunities where he got his own rebound and then set up like Gus Okafor for a lay in uh, to cut the lead down the stretch. So that was solid. Also, um, just a little bit, you know, came up just a little bit short. I did like the effort. I did like the fight. Um, I hope that continues. Let's bring in Kevin Saul now, Wichita State Athletic Director. We appreciate uh, Kevin moving up his weekly, bi-weekly interview a couple uh, couple minutes here with us uh, to squeeze it in before we leave you early today. What did you think, Kevin? It was an interesting game. I, I think the effort was clearly there. Are you reading this team as an identity of defense before offense? We don't know if this team's going to suddenly start shooting the ball better. What was your take on the game yesterday? Well, good morning, guys. I appreciate the opportunity again to be on your show. You all doing well? Yeah, getting doing ready great. for the holiday. Good. Getting ready for the holiday. We'll, we'll ask you some Thanksgiving questions here in a minute because uh, I'm curious about right, that, new new to so, the area. Yeah, but I, I think the, uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot preseason about what we thought we had. We've got an athletic group that's tall. They're long. Um, when they use their hands effectively, they can really, really shorten the, the passing lanes and driving lanes. And I think what you're starting to see is the formation of a defensive identity, right? You, you collect data points over time, and, and you look at, at like a Richmond played at Syracuse the other night and scored 71 points. It was an overtime uh, game, and I think they lost to Syracuse, but they scored 71. And so you start to look at some of these other results, and the data will tell you that I think we're going to be a, an above-average defensive team. Obviously, we've got to figure it out offensively, and – and nobody is going to come on to your show, Coach Brown, myself, and make excuses for losses. We don't do moral victories, but we do need to, to analyze what it is we've got to do to get better and, and certainly trust our coaching staff to do that. You guys mentioned uh, just a couple minutes ago we shot 34.5% uh, in the first half. Uh, we, we improved that a little bit in the second half at 45% and finished up at 40% from the field. We've got to be better than that. We've got to be in that 45 to 50 range um, um, in field goal percentage. We shot 35% from three-point, which I think a lot of that had to do with the second half. We were much more efficient from the three-point line in the second half. I think it was 6 of 19 the first half and 6 of 15 uh, in the second half for a total of 12 of 34. But I think what you saw is that that comeback uh, offensively for us, we struggled with their zone and their size early in the first half, and we got down 10, right? And then we closed it at halftime and got to within, I think it was six at halftime, did a nice job to close it there. Uh, but we struggled with their size and their zone trying to drive. And then what I think you saw in the second half is we became a little bit more efficient with the three-point shot. They had to respect that and guard the perimeter a little bit better, which opened up some driving lanes to get into the gaps in the zone and do a little bit better job down low, which I think ultimately led to the run uh, that got us close. And, and Jay Kwan was absolutely crushed after the game. Um, just you love the fight and our guys to get back in it. Again, we don't do moral victories, but uh, we'll, we'll learn from it and we'll move on and we'll get better. Kevin, we know that, uh, you know, game in and game out, 
the the leader of this team seems to be Craig Porter Jr. And that's been something that we've talked about, you know, since the beginning of the season uh, to now. My my big question has been who else? Like, what are the, the pieces around him on a nightly basis? And it, it kind of seems like there's somebody different each game. I think probably depending on the matchup and, you know, the opponent and that sort of thing. But we've seen Jamie Rojas uh, have a big night against Richmond. We've seen, of course, Jaquan Walton yesterday against San Francisco. Xavier Bell had a, a good game against Grand Canyon. Uh, there are uh, there are other players that are stepping up from night in and night out. What are you seeing from the pieces that surround Craig Porter Jr.? Yeah, I think you're seeing Jake Juan uh, step up as a solid leader, both defensively and offensively. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I, my recollection is he was the top scorer at Richmond. Um, he scored 21 uh, yesterday. Uh, Craig had 16. Gus went for 10. Uh, you know, Craig had a, um, if I'm not mistaken, actually Jake Juan had a had a double-double yesterday. He was 21 points, yeah. 10 rebounds. So um, I think you're seeing that. I think you're seeing some – um, some some flashes from guys, right? James Rojas at Richmond. Um, you're seeing uh, Xavier Bell against GCU did an unbelievable job. Uh, and if we can start putting those those flashes together as consistent contributions, and then you've got some some quality coming off the bench, right? With Isaiah uh, Porter Chandler uh, doing a nice job as he's trying to work himself into game shape and and those things. So. Uh, Pierre has done a nice job. I think uh, Rojas and Pierre struggled a little bit these last two games. So that's what we need is we got to get a little bit more consistent through six or seven uh, players. And I think we'll get there. I do. I think uh, our guys are still learning each other a little bit. At some point, we got to stop talking about new guys and learning each other. But, but again, we also have to understand that we're five games into this thing. Kevin, we, when we look ahead at the schedule, and I agree with you, it is it is time to learn what the team is. I just don't know what it is yet. But we've got a nice little stretch of games here coming up now through the end of this month uh, and into not this you know not this coming weekend, but the weekend following into that K State game uh, up there in Manhattan. Tarleton State's a team we've seen make the tournament and have a bunch of success in the past few years. We know Missouri and K State are more household names. If you're trying to evaluate it, and we're all trying to understand what the team is, for you, what do you want to see by the end of that stretch? After December 3rd, when they finish up at Bramlage, uh, what do you want to see from this team, and and what do you think uh, the trajectory could be at that point? Yeah, I I think uh, you look at what we've got seven games upcoming before we get into league play, right? This Saturday at 3 o'clock, we play Tarleton State. You know Billy's teams are going to come in and play really really hard uh, they're a gritty teams so that will be a good test for us and then we host Missouri um, November 29th who who seems to be a team that is giving up a lot of points um, so you'd like to think our offense will have a good shot there um, you want to be competitive um, clearly competitive uh, and give yourself a chance to win against the Kansas States and Oklahoma States of the world and then you got to take care of business against the Longwoods and Mississippi Valley and Texas Southern so you know, I, I don't, I, I don't ever want to be the guy that's going to go on the on the show and say that our expectation is is, you know, six and one over the next seven games because I, I don't know that that's fair. You, you, there's what, what we expect is continual improvement, right? We expect uh, that productivity cycle of planning and preparing, executing, evaluating, going right back into plan and prepare. Um, that that cycle produces continual improvement in our team. 
um, we should be able to say that after the Texas Southern game on December 22nd that we're a better team uh, than we are on uh, November 23rd. And so that's the expectation, and um, and I think we'll get there. Our, our guys are working really hard. I do love the work ethic. I love the fight. Uh, those are pieces, guys, that, that you you can't teach. Those are the minimum standards. You've got to have a work ethic. You've got to have fight. You've got to have the ability to, to play really solid defense. Uh, and the offense will come around, but I, I like the building blocks. I like where we – I like where we are, certainly would love to have not had the Alcorn State uh, result, certainly would have loved to come away with one yesterday. Um, but at the same time, I think you compare those two losses and they're completely different results. Our guys uh, fought really hard yesterday, and, and ultimately we're a results-driven industry, and we got to win ball games. I understand that. Um, but I like where our guys um, uh, finished up yesterday. One more from me, Kevin. I want to ask you about, uh, you mentioned him a couple minutes ago, Isaiah Poor Chandler and his return to the program. Um, I read the, the article that Taylor Eldridge wrote about him coming back to Wichita State uh, and the, the work that he's putting in to, uh, like you mentioned, get into game shape. Uh, tell us a little bit and tell our listeners a little bit about what you're seeing from Isaiah Poor Chandler. Yeah, he's working hard at it. You guys know that uh, he, he had an opportunity to be a part of our preseason and and certainly has practiced, but uh, getting getting consistent minutes in games is is really the key uh, to work yourself into game shape and a rhythm and understanding your role and all those things. And I think he's getting there. He obviously brings a, a, a an older uh, presence, uh, a leadership presence with the guys. You can see that um, in the dynamic of the team that that they look to him and Craig as leaders. Um, and so having somebody like that with some size that can be productive down low and is going to give you everything you can on the defensive side coming off the bench is a pretty good weapon to have. So um, I like where he's at. He's, uh, he's an incredible young man, and, and we had an opportunity, he and I, to, to get to know each other a little bit better this weekend, and, and um, I really enjoy being around him, and he's great for this team. One question on that one follow. The other news item was there were some comments made by the announcers there that um, clearly they didn't have a good understanding of Isaiah's heritage. But um, what what did some of those, as we understand it, there were some apologies and everything. And, and, you know, Isaiah wants to make this a learning opportunity. So after what everybody could hear on the air, what did that process of apology look like? And, and it sounds like you guys feel pretty good about the way that played out. You know, it, yeah, it was an unfortunate circumstance to, to start. And, and I think, you know, the NABC and CBS Sports would tell you it was unacceptable, and, and we would agree. Certainly unfortunate, and I think uh, people make mistakes, right, guys? So it's, we, if we're evaluated only on our mistakes, then we're, we're all uh, in a really rough spot. But uh, I thought uh, CBS Sports Network, the talent, NABC, and Wichita State, I thought we responded well. The talent came over to pregame meal yesterday morning and apologized in person, had a good conversation with Isaiah, and to hit our statement um, summarized, guys, to his credit, he used it as a unbelievable positive learning experience, and he handled it with the utmost of class. So I was really proud of, of how Isaiah managed that. I was in regular communication with the executive uh, producers at CBS Sports Network. Uh, we talked with the NABC as well. Um, so what I wanted to do, guys, was make sure that Isaiah and his family understood that Wichita State was supporting uh, him to the, the fullest 
and didn't want it to create any more of a distraction as they were preparing for San Francisco. So we quietly drafted the release that you saw yesterday. I sat down with Isaiah post game. I walked him through what the announcer said on the air yesterday in the game, which, which I thought was also a, a very good public apology. Um, and I showed that release to him. He had some, um, some thoughts in terms of what to add to it, but ultimately guys, I wanted him to, to be comfortable with releasing that or not. What I needed him to know is that we supported him a hundred percent and that we were willing to put that out uh, for him in support of him and his family. Um, he, he was excited for that. He wanted that. He wanted a platform to be able to educate folks about, um, you know, the, the native community as, as Isaiah put it. Um, I think our statement said the indigenous community. Um, and I think that's important, right? We're, we're an institution of higher education and, we value diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so having Isaiah and so many other diverse individuals on our team, that's what we're looking for. I mean, for goodness sake, our, our women's basketball team, guys, is, represents eight countries and 14 languages. Uh, so diversity is what we do in athletics. So we, I, I thought the response to it was great. And more importantly, Isaiah and his family felt honored after the release came out yesterday. So that's the most important piece. Yeah, we we uh, appreciated the way that was handled too. So I'm glad to hear that 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 went well. And yeah, obviously we make plenty of mistakes. We're on the air for two two hours. We get it, and and it, it just proud of the way Isaiah handled that. And I thought that he did a fantastic job as well. Kevin, we appreciate no it. So before we let you go, you are are you a turkey guy for Thanksgiving? You turkey or or do you dabble into some of the other meats? Well, I'm not a picky eater, guys, so I'll eat whatever gets put on the table. Um, I learned, certainly learned that from my parents. If I had a preference, I'd probably go ham. Um, but uh, we, we're excited to be back in the state for our first Thanksgiving, really, in about 17 years. And so uh, Jennifer's mom's coming down from Manhattan. Her brother, a uh, bunch of family members are coming in, so we're looking forward to having uh, Chris, uh, excuse me, Thanksgiving at home there in Wichita and, and enjoying it as a group. That's exciting. Uh, we'll, we'll do the same. We, we, yeah. I mean, Turkey sandwiches the next day are never a bad thing either. Kevin, enjoy the family. We appreciate these visits. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll be getting ready for, uh, some pretty big stuff on the table at that point, travel safely back home. And, and as always, we appreciate it. Thanks so much guys. Have a, a blessed Thanksgiving to you and your families. And thanks so much for having us on the show. Go shockers. Thank you, Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, joining us for a few minutes. We've got you until 10 a.m. today. Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk about K-State's big basketball win. Holy smokes, it's getting fun in Manhattan for basketball, too. We'll hit that next on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.